Welcome to the Lifelinks podcast, where we share stories of pushing past the stigma of diversity to embrace love of self and cultural identity, because we're not blending in. If your heart is beating with a love of your heritage, but sometimes the challenge of being different can wear you down, then join in to listen and feel rejuvenated and proud of who you come from. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If you want to chat more about what we talk about on this show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media. We're available at Lifelinks or on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. I'd love to engage with you more in these topics and hear more of what you have to say about them. Hola, chicas! Happy May 18 and a most special happy birthday to my husband, Jim Curry, my Irishman who makes the best badass paella. I always say the Irish find the Latins. Something about the love of life, music and beauty, chattiness, rascaliness, that sense of humor, and the curious intelligence. It's all there. I grew up surrounded by couples that were either both Latinos or Irishmen with Hispanic wives. I used to think it was because of the wartime era and the global exposure, but as I hit my 30s, I realized I was migrating to the same circles. It made for diverse names that had people kind of tilting their head and trying to understand just what's happening. Names like mine, Consuelo Crosby, or Margarita Riley, or Candelaria Murphy. Today's episode focuses on the importance of our name, why it was given, and how it stands for our cultural identity. In today's world, we're blessed to have more diversity in our daily lives and get a chance to learn more about other cultures. It's more acceptable now to live one's cultural heritage out loud, especially by one's given name. And yet, it's admittedly difficult to learn each other's name, the proper pronunciation, the true meaning, in just that instant of introduction. Perhaps that is the very core lesson of diversity. It's not about recognizing diversity exists through different names and identities, but rather that one must take the time to learn more about the culture, the language, traditions. People tend to want gratification of knowing someone in a moment. It's that business acumen of responding back in order to memorize a name. Hi, I'm Pat. Hi, Pat. Nice to meet you. There, done. You feel you know the person spot on. But when it's, hi, I'm Margarita, then it might be, oh, like the cocktail, cool. Or I'm Candelaria. Hey, Candy, nice to meet you. In that moment of wanting to be right, rather than learning more about the person, their cultural identity, is not only dismissed, but assimilated into a Western thinking. 
It's tricky in so many ways because you have this organic experience, a person's identity given with intention, slamming up against a learned, rigid structure. Our names are the first thing we learn. Yeah, okay, mama, dada comes first, but we as little people are so proud to learn our name, our identity. We take such good care in learning the pronunciation and the spelling. So when that moment comes and we get it all right, it's one of the earliest moments of pride for us. Now, we may not like our names, may not identify with it, may even change it when we're adults. But that decision is all yours. It's your name. It's not for someone else to declare how you'll be named, especially when the reason they change your name is to make it easier for them to remember or pronounce or be comfortable with. For as much as we seem to be moving forward in embracing cultural and racial diversity, those moments of really keep coming around. And with it, a multitude of responses from are you kidding me? To, oh, it's okay, I know it's hard. Mine tend to be the former, and without that synapse, it prevents it from being said out loud. But seriously, it takes a lot of patience on both sides of the introduction. None of us are confident in learning names of our friends from other parts of the world especially when the pronunciation is not part of our tongue skills. Still, there is a lot of patience for those at least who try to do their best. It's like going to a foreign country and trying to speak their language. You can see the pride in their smiles when you at least try. It's not pretty. It sounds rudimentary, but you try out of respect and appreciation for being there and wanting to communicate with them. Now, typically at this point, I would introduce you to a new woman or diverse-owned coffee business to support their entrepreneurial spirit and financial gain through our favorite ritual of coffee drinking. But this week... This was a tad rough on me, so I didn't have the time to wander and discover that next special spot to share with you. It's our way of supporting small business in any community. We will have to catch up on one of the steaming cafecito moments next week. Show them some love and visit their stores or buy their coffee and merch online. So let's get into today's topic of the importance of how our cultural identity is tied to our names. Parents spend a lot of time picking out the names for their newborns. Some want to be traditional, like naming a child after a parent or grandparent. Others are trying to be unique, like Apple or Rebel. And still there are parents that are going far out there like X, A-E-A-12, and now his sister, Y. Like literally, Y. But in the Latino culture, specifically mothers to daughters, there is a cultural trend that may shift with each new generation. 
It's less about the generation of the child and more about the mother's journey into that generation. You see, up to the beginning of the 20th century, so the early 1900s, the Catholic Church was a heavy influence on names. And this is true for a lot of different cultures. For Latina and Hispanic mothers, girls were typically named for the Virgin Mary out of respect, but not solely by Maria. Each girl remained unique to an extent by adding another name to Maria. So there were Maria Teresa's, Maria Carmen's, Maria Luisa. That was my grandmother. You heard her story on episode 34. Now, if you don't remember a tia or an abuela by that name, ask around in the family. There's going to be one. Discover who she was and see if anyone can share her story. Many women would keep their full names, never shortening them. My grandmother would sign her letters, Mari Lu, even to my mother which only recently is dawning on me how intentional that was. She never signed Mamacita or Mama or Abuelita, just Mari Lou. Maybe it was her own early feminist way of staking claim that she had an identity of her own, not just a role, not just mother or grandmother. She was Mari Lou. Now, my mother was born Agueda Consuelo Vargas de Menendez, and my aunt is Javier Elvira Vargas. I know my mom rebelled being called Agueda when she was little, so she was always Consuelo. But my aunt went by Javi when she was living in Peru. So once she moved here to the U.S., she went by Elvi. Not Elvira, just Elvi. I think it really had something to do with the TV show at the time called Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, about the female vampire. So I think my aunt didn't want anything to do with her. In my mother's generation, like so many of the abuelas of today, names were often given to represent meaning. The ties with the church were still present, but not by tradition. Instead, mothers passed on names based on emotion and intent. And you can hear the power in their names. This could have been the feminist movement of their times, selecting girls' names to evoke action and hope, joy and leadership, striking a change from their own generation. There's an Instagram account called the Latinas Poderosas, and they had a great posting for Mother's Day. It was a chart and an ask for Latina mom names that, in their words, hit different. I love that. They nailed it. Names like Paloma, meaning dove, and Alma, meaning soul, Dolores, which means sorrows, Pilar, for pillar of strength, and consuelo, meaning consolation, or literally, I console. Now these names have depth, and women would hold true to their definitions. 
they would embrace the identity that these names carried. And sometimes they're a burden, but most times they're a blessing. So when someone comes along and wants to take that soulful depth away from you, wants to call you Connie instead of Consuelo, it's totally unacceptable. In this situation, that's less about the cultural identity and more about the spiritual identity. Women like Dolores Huerta, she's still advocating for women's rights at 91 years old and speaking at the California Conference for Women alongside Mary J. Blige and Andra Day. Now, a woman like Dolores, you're not going to approach and say, hey, Dolly. And yet, that's what happens here in the U.S. When it came to naming my daughters, I felt compelled to give them names that resonated with their peers, their friends. I honestly didn't want them to go through what I went through. I would even try to bastardize the names I was testing out just to see what others might come up with. So if she were Alexandria, would Alex be okay? Yes, love that name. But what about Paige? Turn the page, torn page, would it kill me? Probably. So I saved the Latina representation for their middle names. My eldest has my grandmother's name, Maria. But my second daughter, I gave a name that was meaningful to me. There was a special site that I would go to in college to feel the power of nature when I was feeling powerless. I love that it had a Hispanic name, and it seemed to tie everything together for me when I was unraveling under the pressure of being the only girl in my engineering classes. When she was born, I called my mom with so much excitement to tell her of Olivia's special name. Mommy, I said, it's a girl, una muñeca. Her name is Olivia Mordero. My mother screamed. And I thought it was from excitement. I thought, yes, I nailed it. I thought she would be so proud. Instead, she said, no, hija, how could you? That's a terrible name. You can't call her a little mound of clay. <laughs> I swear, you cannot win in this cultural identity. There's such a loss in translation <laughs> when you're trying to do it in another culture. But she hasn't changed her name, so the soulfulness is still there. And there's a lot of reasons why names get changed. Usually as a young person trying to manage a multicultural life, it's just easier to go by a name that others accept. And this is so valuable and valid and understood. Life is hard enough through your teenage years and learning adulting that you don't need people tripping up over your name. I had to sneak this in to the already existing recording for this week because a woman on LinkedIn literally posted about this yesterday. Her given name is Thuy Tien Tron from her Vietnamese family. She went by Tina 
as she headed into her teenage years to make it easier for others. But now she's embracing her name again. Tui Tien means sea fairy. Imagine the beauty of this meaning, married with the love that was behind naming her Tui Tien. And now you might begin to realize the importance of honoring cultural identity. There comes an age, and it's different for everyone, but it's an age that you put your sword in the ground and are no longer helpful or apologetic about your cultural identity or your name. Instead, you are fighting for it, demanding it from others, no matter how much they're struggling with it. There's an intolerance from realizing that some people just want to remain in that rigid learned structure. For all my almost six decades of defending my name, I have reached a point of dismissal. My name has become the filter for either accepting people into my life or moving on away from them. I kept quiet through the years of being called Connie, even though I wouldn't respond back to it. And in my engineering days, where my fellow engineers just called me DJ, a masculine version masking my femininity, I would chuckle and be receptive. It was a nickname off my married name. That also didn't last. When I was Consuelo Di Jesse, everyone thought I was a sassy single Latina. When I returned to my maiden name, Consuelo Crosby, everyone thought I was married. I would smile completely and keep on going. But now, I take on the people who refuse to try to get it right or accept what you tell them. The worst are those who argue back at me. When I say my name is Consuelo, they literally respond back. You mean Consuela, because you're a girl, so it has to end in an A. Oh, my Lord. As though I don't know my own name, and more so, they are suddenly professionals at Hispanic culture. So when I order my cafecito and they ask for a name, I tell them. They ask how to spell it, I tell them. But if it comes out as Ponsuelo or Conchello or what the F, I don't pick it up. Instead, I go back to the counter and say my order never came. Yep, I'm that woman. I am that woman. Not for my own pride or defiance, no. It's because I want to live in a world that takes my identity seriously. I live for the day that names are honored with respect for the woman holding it close to her heart. Instead of our names being used to ostracize us or make us feel uncomfortable, they will be our beacons of independence and strength. Let's nurture the world where we want to discover the true identity of each other, where difference is more important than sameness and diversity is sought. We are not the Stepford Wives, nor the Marys, Mikes, and Johns, 
names that were issued at the border, like multitudes of immigrants in this country. If we declare a society focused on diversity and inclusion, then we must stop creating boxes to fit people into. We must stop trying to alter ourselves to fit into those boxes. We are not products, but people. Our names matter. They are our identity that speak to generations of journeys filled with struggle, hopes, and love. Whether the mother was desperate to continue her dream through her daughter or had claimed success already, our diverse names are intentionally given to us in power. And yes, we can change them, morph them, go in and out of them as we continue on our lifelong journey, but it is up to us to decide. We are not blending in, because if we do, we lose the gift of multitudes that have fought for millennia to get us to this moment. With your name comes the whisper, remember who you come from. So maybe to your friends and teachers, you can be another name, another identity for a part of your life. More so within your family, you will always be that powerful name, backed by generations of culture and soulfulness. The name that sent you out in the world to face its struggles in grace and yet demand to be recognized and heard. I'd love to hear your stories and names in your family, the origins and the memories behind it. That's definitely a good time to share over a cafecito. Like the woman who took care of my grandmother at our house. Her name was Socorro, which literally means to help. She was such a blessing and like an older sister for me. I was tiny, maybe seven. And I would sit at the high counter of our kitchen, trying to learn everything she did. Socorro loved making tortillas. There was a huge bucket of lard that she would just scoop out in handfuls and gently knead into the corn with such patience. She insisted on an iron skillet and pure butter. Because these were the days that they were pushing margarine on us. To this day, no one knows what margarine really was, but it didn't melt. The music of her hands flattening the tortillas was rhythmic, like a salsa beat. One, two, three, and one, two, three. Then the hissing as the fresh masa hit the heat and began to bubble up. Socorro never used tools, just her fingers, no matter how hot that iron skillet would get. She would just flip the tortillas and then toss them on a plate put a pat of butter on top and hand it to me before it had a chance to melt. That memory is seared in me. I can't imagine that would have happened with another woman. Socorro lived her name thoroughly with her tender heart, her warm smile, and loud, friendly laugh. But when my abuelita died, then Socorro no longer was needed but I needed her. Without her, I was alone in being the woman my mother would rely on. 
Without her, I was alone to endure the abuse of my brothers. Without her, I had no rhythm to the beat of a soul passionate in her identity. What's in a name? Your entire being. Your cultural identity and purpose here. Live it out loud and don't blend in. Are you ready for the cafecito moment? <laughs> I always think I need a shot of tequila at this point. I hope you are following our Instagram stories, even if this week we didn't have any. If you missed them, you can find them in our highlights. And the ones from Andy Town Coffee at the Salesforce Park location still make me want to go back and wallow in that sun. I really want that thermos too. Did you see it? The white one with the fun graphics of San Francisco icons? They even had a raccoon. <laughs> yes, that's a hint. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this, but I'll take that thermos from Andy Town Coffee. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I took a break this week from the Stevie Cafecito moments, but that's really a sad indicator of being overwhelmed that I can't enjoy my afternoon cafecito. I miss the time chatting and lingering in the sun, but I'll be back with it next week. So stay tuned and stay caffeinated. Remember to tag lifelinks in your favorite cafecito moments, especially in your own neighborhood and travels. And now that the world is opening up again, we can experience our global friends' coffees that's true to how they do it. Remember, honor their special brew. It's their passion. Don't ask for an Americano. But insist that they get your name right, too. Take a look on our website at thelinks.com for each episode's transcripts and the articles linked to what you've heard here today. Share the love of this podcast with your friends. I'd really appreciate it. And leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts so we can stay in conversation. Step into your truth, ladies. Love you. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!